right, I told all of you. There's absolutely nothing to worry about with Alec Manoa making the start against the Detroit Tigers. I think I said on Blair and Barker a couple of days ago, and I repeated it uh, earlier today as well. The decision to bring Alec Manoa up and start him against the Detroit Tigers was a slam dunk. It was the obvious thing to do. It was very well thought out. The timing was perfect. Uh, those of you, shame on those of you. Shame on those of you who had little faith. Kevin Barker, I'm looking at you. You feel better? <laughs> there. You okay now? Yeah. I'm you okay got now. that off your chest? I got that off my chest. You good? I'm, I'm good. Just, I, I don't understand why people, why, I have so much faith in this team I, and, and, and the decision-making process, and I don't understand why people have such a hard time having that same degree of faith. Okay, I, yeah. Look, that's a that's you know a hard, how to react that, to that. That's a, it is very hard to follow. Yeah, it's a lot of bull is what of, it is. I was that. scared. You know me. I was like, <laughs> dude, I was lighting candles. I mean, I was going to church. <laughs> I guess I did a whole, I got my lucky hat on. Really? I was doing. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. I mean, I I was basically going to burn something in here just to to get some incense to get it going here. All kidding aside, Alec Manoa. Uh, the Jays win twelve to Alec Manoa. Eighty-two point six percent. First pitch strike throwing. That's the highest of his career. Um, Alec Manoa, no walks for the first time in 27 starts, including playoffs. Uh, Yes, it's the Detroit Tigers. They stink. But Kevin, I don't know if Alec Manoa actually checked all the boxes off in the minors the Jays wanted him to, but tonight he pretty much checked all the boxes for us. Okay, how about uh, how about this? We'll give you a checklist here. How about delivery tempo? Did you like that? Loved it. Uh, the shape of the spin. Did you like that? Early compared to later. The yeah. more he threw it, the better it looked, yeah. right? You know, he could get it yes. glove side. That's the big deal, right? You yes. want to go away to a righty. You want to go back foot to a lefty. Did he get it better the more he threw it? That's yes, the did. thing, right? He threw more four-seamers than sinkers. Yes. reason why he did that is because of that reason. You mentioned strike once, 19 out of 23. Really you effective. Get a whole, you want to really get Really effective up in yeah, the zone, yeah, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You can control that a little bit more. Your misses are more competitive, right? You're not throwing that ball when you want it down the uh, up. Down the middle, that's the thing, right? John Snyder talked about something too. Pitches per inning, he averaged about fifteen. Yep, that's almost elite, right? When you got a guy that's coming back and you know wanting to pound the zone and is being told that's all you need to do, right? You got good enough stuff. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't nibble. Don't think about black. Think about outer third, inner third. You know, if you're going to miss when you're trying to go up, make sure you miss. Your misses are competitive. He did all of those things. The aggressive mindset is one of those things too. You could and the self-correcting. We we saw that. It's the pitch that you throw that's non-competitive. Can you correct that when you're on the mound and not consistently do that over and over again? Because if you do, that means your pitch counts go up. That means your strike throwing goes down. That means you don't go deep as you want to go in the game. Like you're just totality of everything that you're trying to do on a mound to help your team win a baseball game just doesn't happen. So, yeah, can he get better with two strikes? Absolutely. He gave up five hits. Three of those were two strikes. Yeah, that can be t- better, right? The, uh, the, the, the first inning, uh, I believe it was the first inning, he had a difficult time putting away a couple of hitters. And that was, that was something that we had seen when he ran into trouble earlier this year was once he got to strike two. And, and I believe that the sli- the ineffectiveness of the slider is 95% of the problem there because that's his put-away pitch. But he got better as he went on. And, you know, you made a point earlier today in Blair and Barker about we, we were saying, okay, what would be 
Alec Manoa going forward is he is just part, right? All they're asking him to do is be part of a very good rotation. He's not the ace now. He's not even the number one starter, if that matters anymore. They just need him to not let the side down. And you made a point today. I asked you innings, strikeouts. He said, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see Alec Manoa be good enough so that his team could put together a big inning for him. And you saw that. You saw that in the fourth inning of this game tonight. Big inning for the Blue Jays. And then, of course, it got out of hand. Well, absolutely. Alec Manoa in the third inning, right, faced the six batters, gave up three hits, only gave up a run. The the old Manoa at the beginning of the season probably couldn't have done that, right? Mm -hmm. The self-correcting, the, you know, don't let the moment get too big, control your extension, have better release point, right? We talked about that beginning of the game at the end of our show whenever we saw him warming up and he was drawing that line to have good finish, right? Don't fall so much off to the first base side. Don't, when your front foot hits the ground, do a bunch of spin. And what's that do? Your arms playing catch up ball goes everywhere. No matter if it's a sinker, a four seamer, a slider, if you don't have good extension, you can't throw the ball where you want it to go. So, Look, can the velocity be a little bit better? Absolutely. Can the, we just mentioned the two strike pitches be better, be more competitive, have later break, you know, do it with a little bit more vinegar. Absolutely. Will he have to do that? against better lineups. No question. I would assume the next one is against the Padres. It sounds like he's going to have to add and subtract. He's going to have to be better with two strikes, right? You can't miss in the middle of the zone. You can't throw the cement mixing slider. I mean, Everything he did is when you're Pete Walker and you're John Snyder, which he was on our show, and he talked about what he needed to see. You saw it. I think he saw it. So you can build off of this. You got little things you can work on, especially early in the games. Mechanically, you know, mechanically he's never going to be perfect because he's a big dude. He's going to fall off. He's just trying to simplify it a little bit more where you don't fall off as much. So you can control the ball. You like the elevated fastball. You like the more he threw the slider. It got better with location. It tunneled longer. It broke later. It stayed in the zone longer. You can do those things to good hitters, no matter if they're a righty or a lefty. You can get those dudes out. So absolutely. How dare we talk about what the Blue Jays do with their players? Never again, Jeff. 416, at least not until Friday. 416 870 star 590 one 888-666-0590-12-2, a winning edition of Blue Jays baseball. The first of three games between the Jays and the Detroit Tigers leading up to the All-Star break. It's going to be the last chance to talk to Kevin and myself. We will be back on Friday. That's a week from today uh, ahead of the Diamondbacks series against the Blue Jays. Brent in Guelph, you want to talk about the, and, and, and I'm glad you want to make this comment because you want to give a shout out to the bullpen and, and the rotation for holding the fort in the absence of Alec Manoa. Absolutely. Um, well, while Manoa was down, I, I actually was wondering what was going on with him. And uh, I seen that he had a really rough start down in Florida in AAA there. And I was kind of skeptical about him coming back up. But uh, with him um, striking out eight, no walks, and uh, his first pitch strikes were just definitely right on par. And he, he had something to prove today, and he definitely proved it. And uh, we, need, we, we, we need that in, in, in our rotation, especially – um, uh, with with Chad Green and Zach Pop coming off the injured list, um, I, I, I 
I, I quite I, I quite honestly believe that if Manoa can keep it up, the Jays have some serious depth that the team should be feared in the majors with Barrios, um, Gosman, um, uh, Bassett, Kikuchi. Bassett, Kikuchi. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean and, and, and now they're, they're bullpen with Francis Pearson. Pearson's been doing a really good job for us in Romano. I know he gives up the, uh, the odd home run here and there, but, uh, hey, you know, that happens to the best of us, but he, he's still got the saves, and I think the bullpen has really done a really good job of holding this team up in, in, the, um, in the record that they have right yeah. now. Yeah, Brent, listen, uh, it's a great point. Thanks a lot for the call. Uh, we've talked about this. Uh, you know, the sort of the pluses and the minuses or the, or the positives and the negatives, if you want to call it that, to the season so far. And one of the things we talked about going into the year is how if you looked at the teams that made the playoffs last year, one of the things they all had in common, or most of them had in common, was that they got a lot of innings out of their starting pitchers. I mean, I think it, we looked at it, what the top eight teams in terms of starting pitchers innings all made the playoffs. Of course, the flip side of that is their relief pitchers innings are down. That allows the relief arms to be a little more, a little fresher going into the postseason. And then quite frankly, once the postseason rolls around, you just abuse the hell out of your bullpen arms. I mean, it really doesn't matter at that point because you're, you're, you're trying to win. You're trying to win a title. And where, Whereas I think we can have a discussion as to whether or not this bullpen is capable of running the table in the postseason. Kevin, if this, if Alec Manoa can, if Alec Manoa can be a guy that you can count on for five innings, mm-hmm. if Hyunjin Ryu comes back, as we're led to believe he could be, I mean, he mm-hmm. could be here. He could be here during the next homestand. Now that might be pushing it a bit, but there's a possibility he's here during the first homestand out of the All-Star break. If that's the case, all of a sudden you've got depth um, all of a sudden, that is going to trickle down to the bullpen. Trevor Richard is going to be able to be used the way you want to use him as a reliever. Zach Pop is an interesting case. Maybe Zach Pop comes back. Chad Green could be here. So y- you're starting to get a sense, I think, of the depth that this organization could have if everything goes according to plan. I mean, my concern is that quite often everything doesn't go according to plan. And by and large, this team has been unusually healthy this year. But having said that, yep. you know, I don't want to turn it into a negative. The caller's point is right. The start, this starting rotation is good enough. This, this, is, this starting rotation is more than good enough to take you to the postseason. Well, exactly the way Barrios has been doing and, and simplifying the mechanics and being able to repeat delivery. Be and efficient. Have, oh, there's no question, right? Just competitive, right? It's not non-competitive with multiple pitches and, you know, you're going two and a third and killing bullpens. For me, all the names that you mentioned, if, if that was to happen, and if you're Ross Atkins now and you know that that's going to happen and you got big leaguers instead of having to call up, you know, double A guys and triple A guys. Now you can go out and try and get you maybe instead of one bat, maybe two bats. Well, exactly. Right? It, it increases so it your, simplifies it increases it for your you. options. Absolutely. So that, that for me is, I don't think it's pitching. Did they need another eighth inning guy? Absolutely. Simplify that. Eric Swanson, do you really know what you're getting down the stretch now? You know, we talked to John, John, when I ask him about Eric Swanson, they're, they're just, aware that he's it's choppy water. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're in Sunna, you're having to sort of figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So 
Yeah, it's down to the offense for me. If they can figure out how to score more runs. Now, it's one thing to do it against the Tigers and the White right. Sox instead of the Orioles and the Rays and you know the what, Yankees. And, but we this talk- is giving them confidence is what this is doing. And we've talked about just win series. That's all we've talked about. And don't look now, but there's two games left before the All-Star break. The Tampa Bay Rays, they lost to the Atlanta Braves. Six in a row. Six in a row. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore, the last we looked, is winning. The Yankees lost. The Jays are ahead of the Yankees now. You know, it, it's uh, it, you just at this point, you've just got to keep winning series and then hope that maybe you go on one of those little runs, the six or seven game winning streak at some point coming out of the All Star break. That's where we are with the Blue Jays. And look, they swept the they swept the White Sox, mm-hmm. including a doubleheader win. Doubleheader wins are never easy. It's never easy nope. to sweep any team in baseball. It just the odds just don't work out in your favor. Nope. And now they've won the first of two games against the Detroit Tigers. And I think it's safe to say that it was maybe the one game we looked at the pitching matchup and we thought, you know, n- not necessarily because there. of the Tigers starter, but because of, yeah. of Alec Manoa, there were some unknowns. Yep. And and the other thing too is they're starting you're starting to see the beginning. You know, we saw the beginning in the eleventh inning of the first game against Chicago. We saw that win last night in the second game. A couple of big hits. It wasn't the most it wasn't the smoothest offensive performance. Yeah. A couple of outs in the bases. They got hits and you know, Whit Merrifield's going into the I think Whit Merrifield should go into the home run derby. Vladdy should just say to Whit, <laughs> look, Dude, you know, you're there anyhow. You might as well take part Short in the home run. Short to long through it. That, that's, that's what you're trying to do as a little man, right? You're trying to get a good pitch to hit. You're trying to stay in your strength. You want to be short and quickly your lower half. That's what he's doing, and he's barreling up baseball. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. You get that barrel above your head, you got a good chance of getting in the air, and that's what Witt's doing. Good for him. They're getting big hits when they need them. They're having the big inning when they're when they're needing them. That's what, the, that's what you do, Jeff, against bad teams. Your starter gives you a chance to have the big inning. That's what, why it's called a team game. 416-870-0590. Star 590 on your cell phone. 888 We're here till 1030. We have some lines open. It's your last chance to talk to us before, after the All-Star break. Your thoughts on Alec Manoa's performance. Your thoughts on the performance of the lineup. Um, your thoughts on the first half. We're here for you. Jim and Hamilton, you've got a question for my good friend Kevin Barker. Gentlemen, good day. I have multifaceted comments. Before I start, though, Jeff, have you brought in some Roma pizza for Kevin yet? Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. haven't. I haven't. I, I, I see. I, I don't. I'm not certain. Are you? You're not really a pizza guy, are not you? Really. No, he's not really a pizza yeah, guy. But Roma pizza is not really pizza, is what Kevin thinks pizza is. Yeah, I know. It's basically dough with with tomato sauce. Anyway, Anyhow, uh, yeah. small bone to pick with the two of you. Uh-oh. Oh, just small bone. Well, Uh-oh. if you're going to pick a bone, pick Kevin's Might as bone. Well go for it. How many losses has Gosman had? And his losses are due to the Jays not producing offensively. Right. You look at Manoa's last five games before he went down. Okay, sure, he may have been responsible for two of them, but I think in three of them, they lost those games. Because of the offense. Mm, he was not very good in most of those games. Let's be clear. I well, mean, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing that he shouldn't have been sent yeah. down. No, no, no. I know you're not. But I'm saying he, he did not pitch well in any of those games. The bats would have helped. The same way the bats would have helped Gosman. Well, yeah, record. but, you know, you've got to... <laughs> I mean, at, at at some point, you've got to, if you're a pitcher... You know, what you, you did tonight. 
Yeah, exactly. Do yeah. what you do tonight and you'll be fine. But that being um, said, the Jays are starting to build a bit of a momentum. I know it's against two not very good teams, but they haven't had much momentum throughout the entire season. They seem to go from one struggle to another struggle to an, they just never was able to gather some steam together. Kevin, as a player, now that the team is starting to gather some bit of a steam and a role, how difficult after the All-Star break is it to pick that back up, both as an individual player and as a team? Yeah, thanks for the call, Jim. I, I don't think that's a big deal. I think it's about the opponent. I think it's about the pitcher that you're facing, right? Yeah, momentum's that's, that's, the next day starting I, I, pitcher. Absolutely, right? I, I do think you can gain a lot of confidence going into the All-Star break. You can get healthier, Right. Sometimes you need a mental break. You can just walk away and not have to worry about hitting balls off tee and how levels my swing and why am I not hitting that breaking ball and why are they throwing me that elevated fastball that I have real t- tough time hitting. And sometimes you can just walk away and it gets better because you're not thinking about it so much. So I, I, I think that's probably sometimes an easy excuse one way or the other. I think if you're a good team, you have quality at bats. The dude that you have on the mound is efficient getting the other team out, giving your lineup a chance to have the big inning, you'll win a bunch of games because you're talented. I I think that, for me, is why John Snyder, when we have him on our show and you listen to him talk, he's saying gain momentum going into the All-Star break. That's because he looked at the same schedule that we looked at. Mm. You're having tr- trouble in your division, 7-20. and 20. Now you're facing teams that, you're not out of your division the, not, for a long time. There it is. Not very good. Forget the 7 teams. and 20. It doesn't good, matter now. It's a good time to get healthy yep. and get confident. And I think right now that's exactly what they're doing. So it's going to be a good little break for him just to walk away and not think about it anymore. Like Dalton Varsho, you could tell when he got out with the position player. <laughs> ain't no likey that. Like that. Like that's not something he really wanted to face. By right? the way. He didn't like that too no. much. And, you know, you're, you're, you're pulling for him because he, he's a trier. By the way, we both looked at each other during Bo Bichette's at-bat against the position. I don't even remember the dude's name. What was it? Yeah, short, whatever. Um, he takes the 0-0 takes, first pitch that's like 42 miles an hour and hits it down the right field line. Yeah, he lets it's it like, travel. Yeah, it's yeah. Like he's, keeping his, he's, he's keeping in his approach it is. against a position crazy. player. It was remarkable. It's elite. Uh, speaking of John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager, he was asked about the story of the day, the story of the day, maybe the story of this week uh, for the Blue Jays, Alec Manoa. This was the manager's comments on the work of a guy who was, let's not forget, his opening day starter. thought he was great. Um, command was good in the zone, um, you know, pretty much kind of what we saw, you know, what we what we were seeing down in Florida and in, and in New Hampshire. thought his delivery was really good. A um, couple, couple of pitches up, and he was able to fix it, I think, really quickly, which is great. Um, I think it was eight strikeouts, didn't walk anybody. Um, really, I think the, the inning they scored in was some soft contact and, um, you know, finished on a high note. You know, I thought he was really good between delivery um, his tempo and kind of just overall, it was just good to have the big fellow back in the dugout. You know, I'm sure first inning he was probably a little amped up, um, got through it and um, kind of got on a little bit of a roll and, you know, carried it over. It was just, you know, it's kind of him, you know, it was typical him. Um, so it was really, really nice, I think, for, for him and for the rest of the team to kind of feel that, you know, feel that energy that he does bring. And um, he was backing it up on the mound. It was interesting too, Kevin. <clears throat> I think we... 
we spent a lot of time looking at how Alec Manoa looked on the mound. You made a point with John Schneider earlier today about whether or not whether or not the organization liked it, whether or not John Schneider liked it, whether or not Alec Manoa liked it. Optics were going to be a big part of this. Absolutely. People were going to be looking at how Alec Manoa was on the mound. What I liked, I liked the fact there was no drama. Now, he did mm. clip his foot on the delivery, got Balk. the balk call. Yeah. Um, but there was no drama. There was no staring in at the ump. I mean, there was none of that stuff. You know, the pitch timer didn't matter. Danny Jansen behind the plate. Yeah. They worked well together. There was there was no drama. And I really liked the demeanor. I liked the way he got on and off the field. It was just it you know what it was? It was almost like it was almost like Alec Manoa was saying, I'm probably not all there yet, but at least you can relax when I'm out there. At least you can relax when I'm out there and not feel as if calamity is just one pitch away. Yeah, I like what they talk about, the delivery tempo. It's not the pitch timer tempo. That has nothing to do with it. It's not the, you know, he's getting the ball, he's getting the sign. It's eight seconds, it's seven seconds, it's six seconds, it's five seconds. That has nothing to do with it. It's the delivery. It's how quickly the ball comes out of the glove. It's how quickly the arm swing is. It's how quickly and gathered and anchored on his back leg, which is the one on the rubber, when he goes down the slope, that's what they're talking about tempo. It has nothing to do with all that other stuff. I know we've talked about that, right? The pitch time raw. It's messed him up. You remember when he rubbed the ball down? Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'm like, not certain about that. Well, I've been told about people that I'm are a lot closer to that, that than I am and you are. That I'm not certain I, well, about that. Well, you can say what you want. I know. I'm good. Okay, go, go for it. But it's like Boba Shed hitting cleanup. You can say that till you're, you know, you're a little younger. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> but. I, so that's kind I, of a, I think that's kind of a mean thing. I think say. he's I think he's answered some questions that you know people wanted to well his next know start, the answer to and his next start will be against the San Diego Padres. He's going to have some downtime. Yeah, uh, probably what, uh, but, but, but uh, seven you know, ten days downtime. You know what? Probably. And um, he looked like a big leaguer. Yeah, he did. There you go. He did. He wasn't necessarily facing a big league lineup, but he did look like a big league. Leave it to you. I'm just to saying. To ruin the mood. It's entirely possible okay. that they brought him up to Holy face the Tigers moly. because the Tigers lineup is well, worse than what he might have seen in AAA. And they're, no not, they're not going to give him another start in AA and no say, hey, big fella, come in and face the Padres at home. No pressure. <laughs> 416-870-0590-star-591-888-666-0590. It is a giddy Kevin Barker tonight. How about it? Because the Blue Jays <laughs> have beaten the Detroit They've slayed the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, They've yeah. slayed the Tigers. 12-2 in the first game of a three-game series. did say he wanted to be a Tiger, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did say he wanted to be <laughs> so a Tiger, and he wanted to be a he horse, he said. And, and, uh, he's on his way. He's he's on his way. There you go. He's channeling his inner I see what you're doing. Animal spirit. It ain't going to work. That, what it's do you mean? It's 10-05 on Friday. It ain't working. I know. 12-2, the Jays have won. The numbers, as always, 416-870-0590, star 591, triple eight triple six zero five ninety. We'll take a look around the major league standings. We'll take a look around the major. Look at the AL East. Some interesting uh, results tonight if you're a Blue Jays fan. Some good results tonight if you're a Blue Jays fan. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590. The fan and the Sportsnet Radio Network. You know, you find out who's who when you get your butt kicked. You know, and 
um, you know, I got my butt kicked and had two decisions. You know, could could, could lay down and um, you know let everybody down or, or, or fight my way back. So, um, not one point through this whole thing was I ready to give up or did I not think I would pitch in the big leagues again? I was just looking forward to grinding every day and working hard every day and knowing that we were going to get it right and um, you know just continue to build off of it. That was Alec Manoa after uh, his eight strikeout performance tonight. Again, 19 of 23 first pitch strikes, 91 of 64, or uh, 64 of his 91 pitches were strikes. That's the highest uh, percentage of first pitch strikes of any start in his career. No walks, first time in 27 starts. That includes playoffs. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. Time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. Download the Bet365 app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games. 19 plus. Play responsibly, Ontario only. A good night. Largely good night uh, on the out-of-town scoreboard. If you are a Blue Jays fan, the Blue Jays, a 12-2 win over the Detroit Tigers. The Tampa Bay Rays, they're still leading the AL East, but they are, dare we say, in a slump, uh, swept by the Philadelphia Phillies. 2-1 losers tonight to the Atlanta Braves, as if that wasn't enough. Tyler Glasnow, who has had repeated stints on the IL, left the game with what the organization is calling a cramp in his throwing hand. Now, that's all we're getting from them. Um, you know, and, and there certainly there does not appear to be any, uh, you didn't get the sense there was any panic on the part uh, of Kevin Cash. But it's not good that they lost to the Braves, if you're the Rays. And if Tyler Glasnow has another issue, anything, Kevin, that's going to interfere with his mechanics in any way, shape, or form, you've got to treat that just with kid gloves. It if also, you are the Tampa Bay. Well, it also opens the door for the Orioles, for the Yankees, for the Blue Jays. Well, speaking of that, the Yankees were shut out tonight, three nothing, by the Chicago Cubs in the Bronx. Not a, uh, not a happy crowd in the Bronx tonight by any stretch of the imagination. The Baltimore Orioles and Minnesota Twins they are tied at one in the bottom of the seventh. Go Twinkies, go! And the Boston Red Sox. I could say that. The Boston Red Sox beat say the Oakland want. Athletics 7-3. So as we look at the ALE standings, movement on the standings board. The Rays are 37 and 34. Sorry, 57 and 34. They've lost six in a row. They have a three and a half game lead on the Baltimore Orioles, who are 51 and 35, currently playing. The Blue Jays have now moved ahead of the New York Yankees oh. into sole possession of a wild card spot. They are 49 and 40. The Yankees are 48 and 41, and the Boston Red Sox, they've won three in a row. They are 46 and 43. The Red Sox are playing Oakland, as we mentioned, to end the series. The Yankees are playing the Cubs. The Orioles are playing the Twins. You know that the Jays are playing Detroit. And again, Tampa Bay's got two more games left against Atlanta. So, folks, I mean, if the Jays can go 51 and 40, win the next two games, and go 51 and 40, Tampa keeps losing. The Jays can find themselves five back. Five wow. back of the AL East lead. Now, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Five back, though, of the AL East lead going into the All-Star break. If you thought that was going to be the case six weeks ago, you're a liar. 
Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety. Star five ninety. Triple eight triple six zero five ninety. You never thought that. <laughs> Tyler and Hamilton, you're on Blue Jays talk. Hey guys, uh, obviously uh, tonight, but I just want to comment what the movement was on some of his sliders and two seamers tonight. Like it looked like elite, flashes of elite level stuff, and I couldn't be happier to see that. Yeah, thanks for the call. I mean, elite level stuff. It was better. Um, elite might be strong. Elite might be strong. It took him a while it was to get consistent it, it, later. It, it took him a while to get yeah. it going. His, you know, his, he threw a really nice slider to was it Badu in the second inning. He, he got a called third strike with it. It was the end of a of a six pitch at bat. It got. I'll say this about Alec Manola. Kevin made the point, and he's right. It got better as the game went on, which I kind of expected to see. I kind of expected to see that the slider. Yeah, you got four whiffs on the slider. You know, no, no, normally, if it's really good, it has, you know, it's tunneling longer. Uh, you know, it's a little bit pitch. more consistent. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. The two strike pitches, that for me is where you sometimes, if it's really good, you know, it's coming. There's still not anything you can do about it. He had eight called strikes on 53 combined fastballs. That's the four seamer and the two seamer combined. He only had eight called strikes. That for me, that goes up a little bit more. That mm-hmm. gets you in swing mode. Then you start chasing the slider a little bit more. That's why everything feeds off the fastball. You locate that. It's quality. You have tougher takes with the two fastballs. That'll make the slider that much better. You like exactly. This is exactly the way it was supposed to look in his first start. It wasn't too outstanding. You know Absolutely. what? That's a great point. It this w- is a, yeah. It, was, it looked like a professional outing from a guy who was go. sent down and working on some stuff. Boom. You nailed it. And got something to build off of. I was going to say, you know, the big thing for me is at some point in the next couple of days, if you're Pete Walker or whoever, you can sit down with Alec Manoa. You can pull out the iPad because God knows they love him some iPads. You can pull out the iPad and you've got some positive reinforcement to give a dude who really needs positive reinforcement. You can say, look at that pitch. That's the way it was supposed to look. Look at your pace. That's what we wanted to see. Look at your efficiency. That's what we wanted to see. You made an interesting point uh, just before the game started today. We are, we're lucky. We have a, a monitor here, and we were doing uh, Blair and Barker, and we had a, a shot of the bullpen, and Alec Manoa had drawn two perpendicular lines from the pitcher's mound towards home plate in the bullpen. And you could see him consciously working on landing within those lines. Yeah, and staying in those staying lines. within those lines. Yeah, and 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 going towards home plate. And I think that is something that just kind of reinforces where Alec Manoa is right now. But again, I I, I can't stress this enough, and we mentioned this with John Schneider. The, the kind of the beauty thing about this is. The rotation is so good right now. Mm-hmm. Alec Manoa isn't joining this team to save them. Yeah. Alec Manoa is joining a really good rotation that's got them. it going on. And all they're saying to Alec is help us. That's it. And Alec understands that. I don't have to. You know what? Forget opening day uh, starter. Forget Cy Young finalist. As people in the organization will tell you, Alec's going to have to do a crap ton of work in the offseason. He is going to – they are going to put so much in his plate in the offseason to get ready for next year. program, conditioning, those kind of things. Absolutely. He's not gone through anything like this so far, like what they are going to give him to do in the offseason. But that's the offseason. Right now, 
Give us a chance to win. Compete your ass off. We know you can do it. We know Alex, we know Alec Manoa can compete. Absolutely. If that's the case, man, and 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 again, I keep mentioning this. If Hyunjin Ryu comes back, you know, Chris Bassett talked about this the other day. Suddenly you're going from a four-man rotation to possibly a six-man rotation, and we all know how good Kevin Gossman is with that extra day. Yeah. Like, this is I, I I can't stress the the positive energy you're getting out of what Alec Manoa did tonight, the way this is possibly setting things up for the second half. I, this is, I don't think it could have gone any better, Kevin. It's, it's almost like if you get all those things lined up, if you just don't beat yourself, if you continue to play defense like you're playing it, mm-hmm. don't run yourself into outs. You know, occasionally Vladdy taking the big turnaround second. Why are you doing that? You don't have to do that. Don't give a bad team a chance to beat you by running into outs. If they can just stay away from those things because of the way they can pitch – and the way they're lining things up, and maybe the offense is starting to have that bigger inning more often now. Bigger innings means instead of scoring one or two, you can score three, four, five, six, seven in an inning, which would allow you to help your manager, your pitching coach, and all those dudes that you're trying to go to late in games. So, yeah, it makes them a better team, absolutely. Garvey and Scarborough, you're on Blue Jays Talk. How about those Toronto Blue Jays? 49-40 and 40 right now, nine games over five hundred right? Battling Baltimore for the first place division. Okay? Huh? Right? There's so many good things to talk about these Toronto Blue Jays. I miss Fergie Oliver. Oh. Okay? Give me Garvey. Give me get Garvey. Garvey, take a breath. Take a breath. All right. Okay, All right. take a breath. Uh, I did. Give me three good things. The, the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um... The rotation, the rotation. It's all about pitching about these Toronto Blue Jays right now because the offense is not clicking. Because we, we haven't identified the proper lineup. Varsha went 0 for 5 today. Yes. Uh, Belt went 0 for, 0 for 4 today. Okay. You know, Chapman, uh, I think he did his thing today, right? He's fighting for a contract. I just think we need to, like, put the, the players, we need to take a John Gibbons approach. Okay. I'm not sure how you feel about that statement. What is a John like, Gibbons yeah, approach? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, you better tell us what a John yeah, Gibbons approach know. is because, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm ready to answer that one. Okay. Right? So, um, John Gibbons reinvented a game huh? by putting Josh Donaldson number two, and he was the MVP of the season, correct? How did he on reinvent a team, on a that? a team that had Edwin and, yeah. and Jose Batista. Yeah, wait, wait. Right? How did he, he reinvent put the, putting Josh Donaldson in the, the number two spot is where because, generally because where teams put their best hitters. Historically in baseball, you put your best player number three. No. He moved him up to number two. No. And Josh Donaldson. Who's the best player in the Blue Jays? Who's the best player in the Blue Jays this year? Right now? Yeah. If you don't answer Bo Bichette, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. Well, listen, is, is Bo okay? Yeah. Well, where does Bo hit? No, but is he is he all right? Because he looked like he was hurt. Okay, we're going to move on. Sorry about that. I mean, what are you going to do? I gave the guy his chance to have a say. He said it. He did. He did. Rotation, rotation, rotation. That's that's a good answer. And Bo, I don't know. Did Bo look hurt to you? I don't know. When he slid into home, I think head first. Oh, okay. Probably shouldn't slide into he's home head first. He's played a lot. He has. Matt in Vancouver, you're on Blue Jays Talk. 
Hey, fellas. So I had a rule question and uh, a hypothesis just uh, on Alec. You know, if I uh, have time. And yeah, the rule question is, um, uh, can a leading team also bring in a position player to uh, pitch, even if they're the team uh, leading? Because it's still, it's not like they're uh, just dropping in hits every time. No, like, you got to be down. Hard... I think you have to be down by a certain number of runs. Only down. So if yeah, and I'll, and I'll tell you rules. what. Let me tell you something too. If you're beating a team badly enough that you're bringing a position player in, you're going to have a bench clearing or a dugout clearing brawl to end all yeah. dugout clearing brawls. Because if you're kicking my ass twelve two, and you bring in you know Johnny multitask from the outfield to pitch, I'm taking a bat to your head. So no, you're not going to see that. All righty. Well, um, I had one thing about uh, Alec Manoa. I think. Uh, so it could be fun, though, but uh, no, anyway, um, Alec Manoa, um, he doesn't have to be like the ace of the staff. At least this is just my um, where I kind of just my expectations. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like um, he's not like best I've seen because it looked like he was kind of topping out at like 94. And I did see him kind of spraying the fastball a little bit earlier on in counts. And I didn't quite see the arm side run on the sinker that we've seen in the past. I think when he first came into the league, the. Um, tunneling, as you say, on the sinker was just kind of unbelievable. So I didn't see quite that level of uh, movement, but uh, yeah, I think that if you could kind of get like, I guess, five innings now and, you know, occasionally he's going to have to have a quick hook. They got to quick hook him, but uh, you know, five innings and occasionally, you know, the quality start, if they can get it, I guess I'll take it. You know, Um, I feel pretty good about the rotation as well, but uh, I want to fix that to get one more guy who can hit maybe. Yeah. Lineup. Thanks for the call. A great call, and I'm with you completely. I like to get two more guys who can hit, to be honest. I think you need Absolutely. to do – I said this. I think you need to do what Alex Anthopoulos did with the Atlanta Braves a couple of years ago, and that is add a couple of guys who are doing well at that time. They may not be superstars. You're not going to go out and add Juan Soto and Shohei Otani, but maybe add a couple of guys that bring some variety to your lineup, right? Maybe you – Maybe you add a guy who is, is an elevated is, fastball. Exactly. Um, somebody who can hit it. As I said on, on Blair and Bark today, somebody that's going to keep Brandon Belt on the bench uh, uh, for a few more at-bats would be, would be really good. And Barker also made this point. I mean, I love Dalton Varsho, but if you can bring somebody in here who's a little better that you can play in September at times than have Dalton Varsho on the bench, I'm okay with that. I don't care about who Dalton Varsho was traded for. If I'm going to win the World Series, I'm not worried about the reputation of the general manager, the reputation of the front office, or frankly, the reputation of Dalton Varsho or Dalton Varsho's uh, uh, psyche. If I got a chance to get better and get somebody in here who's going to add some di- a different type of dynamic component to my lineup, I'm doing it. And, and, and I think that's, I mean, I, they're spending $250 million to put this product in the field right now. I can't imagine that now that you've done that, you're going to start worrying about the cost of the light bulbs. You know, I just can't. I think he nailed it. Well said. And as for the as for the the starting pitcher, I, I'm I mean I'm I'm with I'm with the caller completely. Uh, just just Alec Manoa just has to compete. Give me some efficient innings, and then we'll worry about what happens when we get into the fifth. Yeah, there's some more four seamers too. Instead of throwing, you know, living and dying with the two seamer, yeah. that's that's a big deal. You want to control that. You want to try and go a little deeper. You want to be quality with your strikes with the four seamer. It's called pitching. Amar and Markham, you've been very patient. Go ahead, please. 
Hey guys, how are you doing? We are doing well, thank you. Long time listener, first time caller, love the show guys. Thank, thank you and you. welcome. I just wanted to ask you, uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, Manoa, solid start. Um, you know, hopefully he can keep building on that. But more importantly, I wanted to talk to you, and you just mentioned this a couple of callers ago about Brandon Belt. Uh, so there was a couple of opportunities in this game where, uh, you know, there were bases loaded. Uh, Brandon uh, Belt was up to bat, and uh, Vladdy didn't really get a chance, and he was sitting in the four hole. So I was thinking, or I wanted to ask you, what do you think about moving Vladdy back up to the third hole, given that, you know, he's had a solid couple of weeks? I'll pass it over to Kevin. Yeah, thanks for the call. I think we went down this road before, haven't we? Like, well, I, can, but you can reiterate I, I, why Brandon I, Belt I, is hitting well, third. Well, exactly the way uh, Vladdy won the game the other night with the two-run homer is late in the game. You're down a run. Brandon Belt walks. Vladdy comes up, gets a hanging two-one slider, and it's a home run to right. That's the whole point, right? If Vladdy was doing Vladdy things that he did a couple of years ago, you're, he's hitting third. Like the mental part of that two dudes hitting in front of you who are very aggressive, you know, gets the the three pitches, the two outs, and he really doesn't know how, an, how to have an at bat, right? And it's sort of all over the place he's chasing. That's been the Vladdy this year. And they're trying to simplify it, force the pitcher because there's traffic on the bases to throw a pitch down the middle or make a bonehead pitch and not throw 101 in and hang a slider middle away and get a two-run homer late in the game to try and have a big inning. That's what it's about, right? Right now, this, is, I think, is what you're seeing. Does anybody like Brandon Belt hitting third? Right. Nobody. But uh, this is what you're Brandon dealt. Brandon Belt probably doesn't even like this Brandon is, Belt hitting third. There you go. This is what you're dealt. This is who you have on your team. Brandon Belt against right-handed pitching is going to play. This is probably right now better for the team because of who's not doing well, what it takes for them to do well, trying to have the big inning because of who you don't have. This guy walks, gets on base, which is what they love, trying to force the pitcher to throw in the zone to dudes to change the game with a, a crooked homer instead of a solo shot. Like, there's numerous reasons. Yeah, if, it's not like John's sitting around going, how can I screw this up and put Brandon Belt in the top four spots in the lineup? That's not how this is working. No, they have Brandon Belt. He's going to play. There's really only one thing Brandon Belt does well offensively, and that's see a lot of pitches and draw a walk. Tonight, a couple of runs scored by Brandon Belt on, a, on two walks. And if you put him in the three-hole behind Vlad, in front of Vladdy, you're hopefully having Vladdy come up, not just with somebody in base, but against a pitcher who's probably had to throw six or seven pitches already to get Brandon that, Belt out. And, and, and Barker's point is well made. Springer, Bichette, they're yeah, aggressive. Very they're aggressive. Very. So you've got two quick outs, possibly. Then here comes Brandon Belt, and he's going to work you a little bit. That's not going to change the at-bat that Brandon has. That no. would change the at-bat that Vladdy has exactly. if he's following those two dudes. And they know it. Yeah. And that's why they're trying to put the belt in front of Vladdy. Right now, it makes sense. Yes, right now it because, makes sense. Because you don't have any other option. Like that's You're trying to get the best out of everybody, yeah. and this is the way they're trying to do it. Yeah, hopefully we're seeing, hopefully the argument has changed a little bit after Fingers the trade crossed, deadline. Jeff. Fingers, Fingers crossed, Jeff. Fingers crossed. All right, 12-2, the Blue Jays. They have beaten the Detroit Tigers. Game two of that series goes tomorrow at one ten. 
Mr. Barker and myself are off until next Friday. You can join us on Blair and Barker. Then we'll be doing Blue Jays talk as well. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays baseball brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Now that summer's arrived, it's road trip season. Make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for a special summer offer today. Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. 